gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the episode of Summer Talk. My name is Juan. This is my Chipotle partner, Anthony. This is a judo. <laughs> Do it again. Let me yeah. start over. Let me start over. I'm going to tell everybody you got COVID too on your trip. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'll find, I'll find out soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Right. I had. I just had a. Whenever I wake up, I have allergies. I just finished taking a nap. So. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Next one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ladies, welcome to another episode of Tommy Talk. My name is Juan. This is my true partner, Anthony. This is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So, Anthony, I haven't seen you in about a week because Anthony has been on a judo vacation. I'm not just talking about he goes. You mean a pilgrimage? (laughs) A vacation, pilgrimage, what do you want to call it? So a vision vision quest. (laughs) Yes, I like that. A vision quest. So. Most people, when they go on vacations, they like to go to a beach, you know, they want to go camping, maybe they want to go to somewhere exotic and not Anthony. Anthony went on a martial art vacation to where'd you go, Anthony? We went to Portland and then we drove up to Seattle. That's where we went. Yeah. And on his vacation, these two weeks, he took one of his best friends out there with him and they went and visited uh, BGJ gyms, judo gyms. And mm-hmm. was there anything else you visited? Uh, we went to Bruce Lee's grave. Yeah, well, we'll get yeah, to that part yeah, later. We'll get to that part later. Fun, we'll get to that funny part later, okay? <laughs> so, Anthony, with no further ado, let's get the interview with you, let's see. Because, uh, I, guess uh, the, uh, I guess today is the interview with me, yeah. It's kind of like, what's well, your Vision <laughs> Quest interview, I guess. So, why, I think it's a main interview, kind of. So, why on this vacation you decided to go to Portland and Seattle, of all places? Just for judo? I think I had a couple of friends there that I, I told them I'd visit them for a while now, so... And I've always wanted to visit some of the clubs there because my parents used to live out in Portland. Mm-hmm. And I've told this story many times because every time, <laughs> of course, every club I went to, people are like, so what are you doing in Portland? Like, what are you doing in Seattle? And I tell the story. My parents used to live out there um, and I'd go visit them uh, over winter break all the time in college. But at the time, obviously, I didn't start judo yet. Um, but when I did start judo and went back couple times i did mean to train but i never had the time because i was helping my parents move at one time and another time i was um doing a road trip up to canada so never had the time to train so i'm like going to visit some friends i heard this time of the year the weather's like beautiful there because for those who don't know the pacific northwest is like cloudy all the time and actually the first couple of days we were in portland Travis, who doesn't travel very much, this is like his second time getting on a plane. Um, oh wow, really? Yeah, it's okay. literally his second time getting on a plane. I told <laughs> he was like, "Oh, it's cloudy." And when we got out, when we got out of the uh, airport, I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is how Portland is. It's going to be cloudy. It's going to rain for like ten minutes, and then the sun's going to come out for ten minutes, and it's going to get cloudy <laughs> again, and it's going to rain for ten minutes." And it that it was like that for a couple of days, but then the, the sun came out. It was beautiful. Um, both good and bad because uh, some places are really hot when we were training. But um, yeah, so I just been wanting to go there while I'm not going into winter or during the rest of the year where the weather's kind of depressing for me, at least. Um, I was supposed to meet up with my sister who lives in Seattle, but the funny thing is she visited LA. <laughs> we flew, literally... <laughs> We missed she each took other her vacation yeah. to a nice sunny area and you were like, oh, where'd you go? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, Travis got COVID uh, original for original dates of the trip. Right. So we had to delay the trip and that overrode the trip that my sister was making down to L.A. here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those. <laughs> It's been a roller coaster, man. Planning that my schedule is like so tight 
and just that rescheduling that because Travis caught COVID uh, <clears throat> like two three weeks ago. It was like quite of a quite a task, but yeah, I just been wanting to go out visit some clubs. Uh, didn't get to hit all the clubs I wanted to, mostly because it's on my part. I didn't plan it that well, but because of the the wrench that got thrown into the plan. Yeah. I did not get to check all the schedules of all the dojos and align them properly. Cause I really, we, I really got spoiled by our dojo. Like for yeah, you're, the, you're yeah. saying that like for most people that don't know our dojos open uh, five days a week, almost six days a week, almost six but, days a week. Yeah. Yeah. And so other dojos classes. are like, yeah. And other dojos are usually like what? Three times a week, twice a week. Sometimes Quite, four times well, a week. we, we have multiple classes. We're not like one class a, a day, right? We have multiple classes uh -huh. each day we're open. And these, some of these other clubs are just open twice a week. Like you said, with one class. Mm -hmm. So I, and a lot of them overlap with other clubs. So if I'm there for a week, let's say three dojos were only open for Tuesdays and Thursdays then it means I only get to visit two dojos. Mm -hmm. I can't. <laughs> and in some occasions, I actually did some back-to-back -back training where I did jujitsu and judo right after, Brazilian jujitsu and judo right after back-to-back. -back. So, at the same um, location? At the same, we did that at the same location, and there's another instance where we drove from one to the other. So I was still like wet and had tape all over me. And I was like, all right, let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm already warmed up. Let's start. It, it go. It kind of goes back to the episode. We talked about warmups, like how, if I go back to back from one class to the other, I'm like, Oh God, I got to do conditioning again. Like I gotta do, do the warmups again. Like <laughs> luckily some of the clubs we went to didn't do warmups. So um, that was really good. All right. So what was the first dojo you visited? Was it a BJJ club or a judo club? Yeah, so um, the first club we went to was Bridgetown Judo, mm -hmm. but actually it was, uh, for those who don't know, Bridgetown Judo in Portland used to be called Portland Judo, and they were in the same location as Portland BJJ, and both of them shut down, and Bridgetown's like run by uh, someone that was in the same club that took over the club, and then they partnered up with another jiu-jitsu club called Enso Jiu-Jitsu, so... We arrived on Friday. We we're supposed to go to the judo class for Bridgetown, but we're like, all right, let's take a nap. And then we just passed out. Like, cause we, we both flew red eye. Like I woke up at like oh, three in the okay, morning. Okay. All right. I'd be like, there ain't no time difference. You're just going up Anthony. If Travis, maybe, cause he has from Texas come over here. There's a little bit of time difference, but come on you lazy bum. I stayed up late packing and emailing dojos, like saying, Hey, I'm going to come here and all that stuff. And then, um, I had to, I had to, flight at 6 a.m. So I woke up at three and then drove to the airport park, took the shuttle bus. So by the time I got, got to the hotel, it was like 10 a.m. 10. Well, we couldn't even check in. I think I don't even remember what we did. Honestly, it's, it's a blur because I was so tired because uh, usually hotels, you can't check in until like three or 4 p.m. But um, four. Yeah, I worked at hotels so anything past noon. I think it was no, I made a hard you out. You had to noon. check. You had to check out by noon, but then they clean up the room. Usually you can't check in by three. So regardless, the I think we just like hung out around and ate and stuff. And then the hotel let us check in. We took a nap, but we overslept. So we missed the mm -hmm. judo class. 
So we ended up going to the jujitsu open mat the next day, which was their first promotion since they reopened. So they had like, um, open mat session. And then after the open mat session, they did promotion. So that's what we did. We just sat through a promotion. It was, it was pretty good seeing people, uh, get promotions. I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy to sit through people's promotions and see people get recognition for the hard work they did and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, I mentioned once where I paid a $200 for a Gracie seminar where I sat sat through like 50 people getting their belts and stripes. And yeah, that was rough, but (laughs) this is really fun. So you, when you went to the BJJ place first, you wore your uh, BJJ four stripe belt or do you have like the special, like just plain white belt when you go? Yeah. I wore wore the four stripe. I brought my four stripe belt. That's what or to the BJJ place because uh-huh. that's what I did to a BJJ class. I wore my BJJ gi and belt, and then to the judo mm-hmm. classes, I wore my judo belt, black belt, yep. judo gi. Does yep. Travis have a, have any stripes or colors in BJJ? No, he he just has a plain no stripe BJJ white belt because he trained BJJ briefly for a few classes, and then he hopped between open mats because BJJ mm-hmm. is expensive. Yeah, and that's that's the extent of BJJ he's trained. So, okay. Yeah, it had been fun though. Did you enjoy your time there? Was they like, were they rough oh, yeah. with you? Were they nice? Everyone, everyone's really nice. So th- this is something I noticed. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it when we talk about the next place I went to. Um, it kind of. This is why I like doing these trips because it, I learn a lot not just about techniques. Obviously, everyone teaches technique differently, but how to coach, how to teach, um, also like holes in my own game. Uh, mm-hmm. also what kind of people are out there. Cause I always thought people are either nice or they're like a dick to you, right? Like black or white or they're okay. like, or they're like mean, like they do mean, mean moves. <clears throat> but I realized mm-hmm. there are like good mean moves. That's, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> like what? What would, it, what would it be a good mean move? Like, uh, so uh, I might as well just go go on to what I was going to say. So I ended up going to Henzo, Portland. Henzo okay, so that's, your, Portland. so that was your first time experience at uh, Bridgetown Judo slash BJJ. Enso, Enso Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, okay, so, okay, so back to the, to the open mat, was there like any rules like, okay, your white belt, you can't go brown belts, you can't go black belts, or you can only go no, black was, belts? I think most open mats are, unless you, I think those rules you're talking about only really happens at big chains. Like, okay. like Gracie Baja, Gracie Kamaida, like those kind of uh-huh. places or yeah. Gracie Jiu Jitsu, maybe I've never been to Gracie yeah. Jiu Jitsu, but I've been to the other two. Um, mm. But these open mats are really chill. They're just like, go with whatever. And obviously the, I, I did feel like someone's looking at me the whole time to make sure I don't, which is a good thing. Like to make sure you're not going crazy because you don't, they don't yeah. know you. Right. Um, Here's a four stripe white belt. They don't know how good or bad you are. Yeah. So it's good that they keep an eye, but still like, it's a really casual thing, which is really fun. And then we had a barbecue cookout afterwards outside and we drank, (laughs) there was a bottle of mezcal and rum and we were just like (laughs) eating and drinking. Uh, Yeah. It was really fun actually. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. It sounds so much fun. It's kind of similar to us, except we don't barbecue as much as we should. I want to say it's a blur because I drank too much, but that's not the case. It was a blur because I was still sleep deprived. So, uh, all right. So then the next day you went to a Gracie place, you're saying. So you went to another uh, BJJ place. The next day was Sunday. So what happened was on that Saturday, 
I popped my knee. I think I'm, I told you about it. Yeah, you, my, you texted me. I'm yeah. like on your yeah, yeah, that's funny. So on your first day, <laughs> you grinded too hard on your knee, and you sent me a video, a picture of your knee swelled up, and I was like, you hurt your knee on your big grappling trip on the first day. God, yeah. what the heck? so? <laughs> I mean, leading up to the trip within the last couple of months, you, you know, when I did the triangle, I t- told you a few times my knee popped. Yeah. Um. So well, was, you're trying to do it to a big guy. You're doing it to Tim, right? Like you're trying I was to do doing it to big both guys. times. I was doing it to big guys, and it popped. And uh, what happens is it swells up for a day or two, and then it's fine afterwards. I do my PT exercises, stretches, take ibuprofen, and for the most part, it's good. Um, mm-hmm. But this pop feel bigger, and it wasn't from a triangle. I was doing um, tomoe nage, double leg tomoe nage sweep. So mm. basically off the ground, double sleeve grip, and then putting both my feet on the guy's stomach and trying to sweep him. It was on mm-hmm. Travis actually. And then when I lifted, <laughs> when I lifted him up, I heard a, was this, a self, was this in the hotel room? Was this in the hotel no, room? It was like, at hey the Travis, I want to try something real quick. Come over here. Real it was at the open mat. Cause I were like, I'm like, man, Travis, I haven't rolled with you in a long time. I haven't seen you in a few years. So let's go. And then I sweeped him, but then at the, height of when I right when I was about to turn him over, I felt a pop. I said, I shouldn't say I heard a pop. I felt a pop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh crap, it happened again. But this time it was sore because the other times it weren't sore. It was just mm-hmm. and I'm it was just like feeling off. But this time I'm like, oh this is gonna swell up really bad. So I just like started stretching and then I used to do planks to alleviate it and I couldn't do a plank. So I'm like, okay, this is bad. So <laughs> Afterwards, the next day immediately swelled up. So we went to get breakfast the next day and I stopped by the CVS and got an ice pack. So I went to the ice machine at the hotel, filled it up with ice, iced it, downed ibuprofen. And by Monday morning, the swelling died down, even though, because mm-hmm. uh, Sunday I couldn't barely walk. I was limping. And um, by Monday, I was kind of walking and then I was able to go hike. I actually went to hike up a waterfall, <laughs> um, but yeah, ha- you were, I hope you're wearing your knee braces this time to keep the compression no, on, right? No, I wasn't. No. no. Oh my god! So I you're went. Lucky. I went halfway up. No, not not even halfway. It was a, four, a quarter of the way up, and then I'm like, man, I should stop here because I don't think I'll be able to make my way down because it's starting <laughs> to feel sore. So uh-huh. I sat there and wait for Travis to go all the way up and back down, which was an hour, and I didn't expect to wait there, so I got sunburned waiting there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um my yeah, knee's so swollen <laughs> i'm sunburned i'm in the sun <laughs> yeah didn't so do no, I, like, cool medi- you didn't do no cool meditation like okay well i'm underneath this waterfall i'm just some cool meditation <laughs> stuff in a waterfall maybe <laughs> no so i asked so after we came back down i'm like crap i'm now i'm gonna be sunburned but i walked back i went back down i was right to not go because my knee was bothering me on the way down because you know mm. downhill you t- your knee absorbs more of the shock yeah so by the time I got back down, I was like, okay, the guys take more ibuprofen, stretch more. And then that night I went to Henzo Gracie, Portland to, mm-hmm. to roll. And that was quite the experience. I'm so glad my professor here highly recommended that place to me. And I, I'd recommend anyone who's in Portland to actually go there. Like I mm-hmm. cannot say enough good things about um, stuff there. And, and, the head instructor wasn't even there because I've I was calling and emailing them every day for the whole trip, basically even before the trip, and I never got a response. So I just was like, okay, I'm just gonna show up. Showed mm-hmm. up, and the guy's like, oh, the 
cell the phone only the head instructor has it and he's like out camping somewhere with no signal right now <laughs> <laughs> so i was like okay that makes sense i'm glad i showed up and um went to the class trained uh did the beget fundamental class the regular class and then the rolling randori session um and then i ran into a couple of people there that were from bridgetown judo like <laughs> oh okay. not bridge they trained at, they trained judo there once a week but they're mainly jujitsu mm-hmm. people Brazilian jujitsu people so it was just interesting how tight-knit the circle was and in the locker room everyone knew about bridgetown knew about portland judo and they were just like mm-hmm. talking about how awesome it was and um yeah, the, the grappling community there is really, really tight knit, which is uh, something I feel like we're really missing here in LA, even though we have so many uh, judo clubs. Yeah. Um, I think the jujitsu community here is tight knit because I, I know people that know other people here all the time, but it's really disconnected from the judo community. Unlike hmm. in Portland, I feel like both Brazilian jiu jitsu and judo felt a lot more connected. Interesting. Now you think because like here in LA, like we're, even though there's tons of judo schools out here, tons of places you can train at for like, really, there's a lot mm-hmm. of judo clubs out here compared to the rest of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the country. Is it because you think we're, we're judo is such a smaller sport that we're all fighting for students and fighting for similar students. That's why we're not as tight knit. Like people are more closed off from each other. They don't want to work out that much. I think that's part of it. As part of it is the, it's like you said, like people have the whole you stay in your lane kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really small part of it. I think the other part is just that we don't do open mats. We don't dojo storm people anymore. We don't um, do like the the three club tournaments are our dojo hosts. That doesn't ha- that doesn't happen very often around here. Like yeah. we're the first to do well, it in a while, I'm sure. And all and also. Uh-huh. When we do host it, not everyone participates or shows up. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I'm gonna, not going to say little... who, but one of the clubs doesn't find, have enough people that participate and then to find people from other clubs. Yeah. So well, I'm going to go on a little side tangent here. I will. I don't know if this will be the same thing or not, but there is one thing where people will ask, hey, we have we know you guys have Saturday Rondory sessions. Can we come over? I guess like let I get emails all the time. You get messages all the time. People want to come over. And then next thing I see, oh, now their dojo is doing an open mat Saturday or their dojo is doing something on Saturday now when a few of their students want to be like, hey, yeah, five of us want to come over and do Rondo. We're like, yeah, come, come on Saturday. Yeah, but their, their Saturday thing's not open. They don't advertise it. We advertise yeah, it, right? I, I know, but I'm like, you think it's maybe their sense they'd be like, oh, you guys are going to Hollywood or going somewhere else on Saturday? I mean, no, that, I'm, not gonna, Saturday I'm not going to make guesses here because <laughs> maybe it is, or, but there, I feel like it's a pointless, pointless road to go down yeah. here, you know? So, All right. Uh, back but, to the vacation now. No, back no. Seriously, like, back, remember how I brought up the idea of having an open mat many times yeah. on Sundays or Saturdays? Yeah. And you, you guys are like, no, like, why would we do that? Why would we have a mat open where you're not training? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you're not I think, specifically training something. Yeah, but that's what builds the community is these open, like the open mat I went to where I just went there, just. I rolled a couple of rounds, popped my knee, sat out a couple of rounds, <laughs> rolled a couple of rounds, right? So mm-hmm. it's like I could have just literally could have sat there and not trained at all. It would have been fine too. I would yeah. just been talking to people or I could have sat there, saw someone do something crazy and been like, hey, can you show me how you just did that? I saw you do that on the other guy. How does it work? And they mm-hmm. would like show you, show you that. And there's like, 
that doesn't happen in judo. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Not, I not, not in the way, not in the way that BJJ does it. Right. Yeah. yeah right. No, I get, I get you. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We've talked about this before and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And if you and feel that because of but this, well, this, this, one, this kind this kind of chemistry is what forms connections. And then for people to connect to each other and then exchange ideas and techniques and then network and be like, Hey, yeah, you guys are cool. I'll go visit your club next week or next month. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get something to get together, have a intra dojo tournament. Let's like, go travel and train together or something like that's how it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I get what you're saying because of like how you said you're on your trip, you guys slept too long, but at least they had an open mat that you can just go and practice. It's not, you had to go to a specific class only yep. that are a real, like we always talked about before, a real open mat where you just come and practice you on your vacation, just say, Hey, I'm going to go practice there. So then after this Gracie, the Gracie place you went to, what did you do after that? Did you go to another so, club that same day? Fun, or So funny story. The Gracie place right after I came out. Well, before that, I actually showed up really early. There was a kid's class going on. It was a kid's wrestling class. And um, I, I told you I wasn't going to say anything negative this, about this trip, right? But, so, <laughs> let's just say like the place was awesome, but the kids clearly don't know how to do a Kemi in mm-hmm. the wrestling class. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. All right. But everything else was great about the place. I would love to go. I showed mm-hmm. up early. I was told to change the locker room. I went into the wrong locker room and left my bag in a woman's locker room. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I thought it was, he told me to go through the double doors that are labeled men's locker room, uh-huh. but I walked right past it. I went into the woman's locker room. And uh, so after class, I went down and then I just <laughs> saw a bunch of girls grappling down there. And then I'm like, is that, the men's locker room and they're like no that one is so i went through there expecting to be able to loop back around to the other side but it's not connected uh-huh. so <laughs> i had to come out and ask the girls to get my bag bring it back out as i left i closed the door took a picture of the front door because i forgot to take pictures for training i did that a lot this year i forgot to take pictures on the inside and mm-hmm. I just heard woo, and then like like bells ringing and stuff. I turned around. Mm-hmm. There was like a naked bike ride. <laughs> oh my god! There was like <laughs> breasts, testicles, like and people like, and just like I'm just holding my wet gi, sweating, tapes on my hands, and they're just like riding over. And were these yeah, old was, people, young people, middle aged people? Everyone, everyone. All ages, <laughs> all ages. So I bet you got a picture of that though, didn't you? Pull no, I was, I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, but uh, yeah, that was that was my experience with uh, Portland Henzo Gracie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so okay, so that's two BGJ gyms down. Yep. No judo gym yet. No judo club. Yeah. So this was Monday, and then Tuesday was when we showed up to Bridgetown Judo again mm. to, to do judo and that day was hot like um they have a their dojo is kind of like a tent it's a beautiful dojo by the way i don't if you haven't mm. seen the pictures the dojo is like absolutely beautiful but it's like a tent and they have a a little window up top but what happens is like when the sun's out there's like a greenhouse effect mm-hmm. so i was dying plus the like we we ate a little too late. Like we ate around three or four for a class that was at six. Like we had a really large late lunch. <laughs> that, plus, you could have ate, just could have ate smaller. That's your fault. <laughs> plus we were, we were drinking a lot. 
<laughs> so that night you we were dying. You know? We were dying. Like, and they they did some pretty intense warm ups. Let's just say that. So, mm-hmm. I guess I guess it's not intense. It's just intense when I think back at it. But it's like pretty similar to what we do. So when you're full <laughs> and drunk, anything's intense. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh my god! Like, I feel like throwing up at one point, and uh, and I saw Travis's face like turn green. And <laughs> when we went to Rondori, I just felt like I was carrying like a ball, like a bowling ball in my stomach. And Travis actually cramped, had bad cramps twice on both his <laughs> ankles. <laughs> so yeah that first night was interesting but we didn't learn our lesson and actually took another day two days for us to learn our lesson and actually eat lunch early on the last well, last day that we did judo there you're on vacation you're having fun you know i guess why not <laughs> i mean part of me was like oh i can just like i'll probably sit out for this exercise and i wouldn't care but i'm like i ain't no bitch like <laughs> <laughs> oh now you're getting that nicer for me you're hanging out with Juan too much yeah you're hanging out with me too much. i ain't no bitch i ain't gonna stop you're gonna pull me off this goddamn mat i ain't gonna stop <laughs> well i also from uh oh yeah since i was talking about henzo gracie i was gonna say one of the things i really enjoyed there mm-hmm. was okay so there's mean st- i was saying how there's mean stuff and then there's like not like uncomfortable but not mean so mm-hmm. they made sh- i don't know how to say it they put so much pressure on with their technique that mm-hmm. they made you not want to say, stay in a bad spot does that make sense like if yeah. you're if you're being top mounted they'll like um put the shoulder in your face mm-hmm. and then or like knee on belly and make you want to get out of the position so you never feel like you want to just sit there and do nothing basically mm-hmm. which is fine versus some of the places I visited, I'm not going to name, like they would like do the wrestling thing, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Oh like putting, yeah. Come across your nose and stuff. Yeah. Like fish hook cross me and you. stuff. The cross face. Well, the cross face in BJJ has a different connotation than the wrestling one that you're oh, okay. thinking about. I think I'm talking about wrestling cross face. <laughs> yeah. You know what like, Khabib did to Connor? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So another guy, like another place I visited, a guy just like basically drove his fist in my collarbone. Like I, I have a bruised oh collarbone. Oh my God, that's the worst. Yeah. Uh, my shoulder was hurt for one, one night. Um, so yeah, so there, there's a difference. Like they put so much pressure to make sure you're to put on pain on you, but it's mm-hmm. not like sharp compliance pain. It's like, this fucking sucks. I need to get out of this position, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I really like that about um, Enzo. Like the place I went to, um, okay, yeah, and people there. Some of them were, would start standing too, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so back to Bridgetown. So you guys are there. You're feeling sick, but you ain't no bitch. You ain't stepping down and stuff. One, so what I couldn't guys- do the Spider Man's because it hurt my shoulders. But so I was like <laughs> barely doing the Spider Man's, and I was like, oh, okay, got through it. And then he was like, "All right, Spider Man's backwards." I was like, oh. "What the hell?" <laughs> Yes, that's all Spider-Man. So my, so my backward Spider-Man, my backward Spider-Man, so my messed up shoulder basically looked like bear crawls backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so. I would just start shrimping. Screw it. I'm moving. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just shrimping past here. Or I used to mess around. I used to play with the kids. I used to do the backstrokes with them. So they're walking backwards <laughs> on the mat and they're doing backstrokes. <laughs> that's what I'll start doing. <laughs> So what did you guys work in the judo? Did you guys like uh, work on a technique? Was it just rondori? Was it just so like chikomis? They, they were going over also to Gadi that whole week. Um, mm-hmm. 
all the basics variations for backwards competition, the Ken Ken style, like basically the hook to the side, the one that I taught the beginners. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we were just doing also, also Togati. And then from there, we just went to Randori. And uh, yeah, is, is there a particular part you want me to elaborate on on that? Just tell me about your trip, man. How was your Rondori session? Did they beat up on you? Were they like, oh, no, no, he's a no. black belt. He must be super good. So they went really hard no, with you. Your, they go easy so with you. Do you remember, was there an episode where we talked about etiquette and doing Rondori? Probably. How, like, we talked about etiquette. You so you start off light and then you like try and find like the same. It's like a dance, right? It's like a mm-hmm. dance. I don't want to say a mating dance, but like it's, it's kind of it's like you're trying. It's like going on a date. And you're having a conversation. And you're trying to figure out at what level you want, how hard you want to go. And mm-hmm. it definitely felt that way. And nobody was like giving you the false impression of going light and exploding a hundred percent into. Okay. Like nobody was doing that. Um, yeah. Nobody would yeah. tell you like let's go light and then like just drill you into the mat. Yeah, and um, the head instructor there kept catching me in Kusoto Makikomi, so like, mm-hmm. that that was a uh, I couldn't see I couldn't see it coming. But the the main thing, I felt like I could keep up with them for the most part, but I could not beat their grip fighting. Mm. That was where I realized my grip fighting needs a lot of work because their grip mm-hmm. fighting was really good. Every time I feel like I broke a grip or got the dominant grip, they would like mm-hmm. either reset it or somehow like turn it around on me. So, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I just felt like I couldn't do my throws because I couldn't get my grips. And um, there were a couple of times where the guy was nice enough and let me let me get a throw in or two or something. But it was mm-hmm. clear that I was just like using my attribute, like my size and strength to make yeah. it happen so um yeah i was that, that was that was i'm mostly talking about going to black belts by the way so yeah um but well, i hope no like white belts are throwing you and shit <laughs> oh no they they had brown belts mostly the i don't mm-hmm. remember going with any white belts there actually i mostly went with the brown and black belts the black belts are really good um mm-hmm. there yeah one guy threw me with a so i sent me flying with so Inagi. that was pretty Big Soinagi. It was impressive. I haven't been thrown like that in a while, actually. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, in our dojo, people catch me with the drop, drop Soitoshi like plenty mm-hmm. of times, but this guy did a standing throwing me Soinagi. I haven't been. Was he tall that. also, or was he a shorter guy? He's he's like a little shorter than me, but he's like stocky, strong. Okay. So, okay. but it was not a strength move. He was just mm-hmm. good. It's <laughs> just good. So, um, yeah, it, it was really fun going with people like that. And uh, we did throwing lines. Yeah, that that was uh, that was the extent of my judo training. There, it was really Bridge- fun. And that was at Bridgetown, right? Yeah, I was at Bridgetown. Okay. Did you guys train anywhere else out there, or after that, you guys went to or? I, well, I told to- you, like the schedules just didn't line up. See, BJJ is easier because they have classes every day. So I could be like, okay, Monday I'm going to go here, Tuesday I'm going to go here, Thursday. And they have afternoon classes. So I can be like, okay, afternoon I'll go here, evening I'll go here. Right. Mm -hmm. But like I said, judo, it's like every place is like Tuesday, Thursdays. Every (laughs) place is Tuesday, Thursday. Almost every day is like the same day, especially in Seattle. No one is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. In Seattle, we were only there for, uh, for a few days and basically, 
there's only two dojos nearby where we're staying. They're almost mm-hmm. like down a block from each other, both of them. One of them is Monday and Thursdays. The other one is Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we arrived on a Wednesday and we're leaving on a Sunday. So we only had the Thursdays, to sh- one Thursday to pick yeah. between the two dojos. So, and okay. So you went to BJJ, you went to the judo place. You went to BJJ, one judo. What was your next gym you went to? The next gym. Oh man. We're, I think at that point we were ready to leave. Um, we just, yeah, I went to Henzo. We left and then we went to Seattle. That was when we mm-hmm. went to Seattle. And I, I'm, I'm going to like come back and edit this and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that place. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just a blur. Like, uh, um, we went to Seattle and then um, I'm trying to think about which parts I don't want to talk about. So, so you went to yeah. Seattle. And I know we when to, you're up there, you wanted yeah. to go to the oldest judo club in the U.S. Yeah. So you went to Seattle Judo, right? Yeah, we went to Seattle Judo Dojo. Yeah. Okay. And Did the other one, beat? yeah, the the other one that was across the street, down the block, whatever. I didn't look at where exactly it was. Was called the Seattle Budokan Dojo. I think it was called. Of course, it's a Budokan. Yeah. There are always a Budokan yeah. somewhere. Every neighborhood, every state, every yeah, city so has a Budokan. For, so Seattle Judo Dojo is the oldest dojo in America. So I was like, I have to go. Like, I actually, yeah. at that point in the trip, my body was so beat up that I was like, I don't want to, I, I literally had trouble getting out of bed. And I'm like, I don't want to go anymore. Like, <laughs> uh, but I'm like, uh, when's the next I time? Do- I want to do more vacation, less martial arts. <laughs> well, I'm like, when's the next time I'm going to gonna do this? So I just like sucked it up. And then I went to jujitsu. I went to a jujitsu club with Travis because he had a friend there. So I went to a jujitsu club there. Um, mm. Seattle Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Um, okay. Really interesting club. I really, yeah. Like, I like the, the, the vibe they had there. It was like, okay. Like, um, they had it had a kind of like Tibetan Buddhist dec- decor kind of thing. I don't know if I, I had it right or not, but that's the kind of vibe I got from it. Um, uh-huh. It's like in an industrial warehouse district, um, so it was kind of cool. Um, they had a lot of people my size. Um, some of them were more round, I guess is how it word word it. So <laughs> <Are you> polite. <laughs> yeah. So they, they were good. It's just that a lot of the, the basic, I told you my Nawaza game is trash. So a lot mm. of the basic stuff that was taught to use as defense did not work on them because I couldn't get my hand through to the hips because of the <laughs> roundness. So <laughs> roundness. that is, yeah, that's also something that I realized I have to work on is, uh, that, um, yeah, the I try to do my stand-up game with a couple of people there. Um, one guy was like, "Just throw me, just throw me, right?" And but I, mm-hmm. I was heavily, I was heavier than him. I think he was shooting for a double leg or a single leg. Mm-hmm. I countered it with either Uchimata or Sumigayashi. I can't remember. And in the, in order to avoid landing on top of him, I try mm-hmm. to roll off and land to the side. But he yeah. used that momentum to like roll on top of me up, of course. Oh, yeah, screw yeah, that. So. You got to just land on the guy there. <laughs> just land on him. Screw it. Yeah. So I feel like that's you know you're going to lose position. That's like the main thing of losing position when you do Uchimata uh-huh. or certain throws like that. I'm going to do the full throw inside in judo. It'd be equal. I'm done. But any other grappling, it's just a continuation. You just did all that work yeah, to but, lose your position. But I part of it is habit, right? And part of mm-hmm. it is habit. I don't want to land on my partner. I always roll through 
if I'm if I'm going to finish on the ground, I'm going to roll through. If I otherwise I finish standing. So mm-hmm. part of this habit, the other part is I just didn't want to be the visitor that broke someone's ribs. So <laughs> I was just <laughs> oh, like, whatever. Looks like it's time for me to go. <laughs> but I feel like that's like the BJJ version of it's something that I feel like jujitsu people don't understand. I guess when it comes to stand up, is that falling on top of someone can especially when there's a weight difference can really hurt somebody you can you can hurt someone like that right yeah but i think i mentioned it how when i was doing rondery with one beginners in our club in our class they you would go slow with them and they would go slow and then when they feel like they're about to get thrown they would just like turn it up to 100 to avoid being thrown <laughs> uh-huh. right so i either have to take the fall or avoid the throw like basically bail out on the throw or what mm-hmm. what you do is you just bomb them right so yeah i, I put, a, put put them down the mat land flat on top of them like what you doing kid yeah, so i here. feel Crazy. like that i feel like that was the the choice i had to make was i either lose a position and have him go and roll on top of me or i land on top of his ribs so <laughs> yeah land some ribs sometimes no no somebody got fall on them i feel like this is why people when they See, because what happened was we gripped up and he was like, oh, you're a judoka. I'm like, oh, I guess my grips gave it away. And he's yeah. Like, yeah, oh, just throw shit. Me. Had to figure it out. He was like, yeah, just throw me. Throw me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't feel comfortable throwing people I don't know. And then it's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, no, really. And then they just kind of <laughs> ignore what I said and just like shoot, like go really hard on, on takedowns. And then I counter mm-hmm. it. And then I'm put into that position and making a choice. Yeah. So I ch- I choose the one where I end up in the bottom again, smash basically. But <laughs> yeah, too nice. You're too nice. Well, I don't want to get hurt on my trip, and I don't want to be that guy who hurts people mm. on a trip. I, again, smash is fine. Like I'm used to it. So it's funny you said because we just had um one of our old members, one of our crazier older members. He's been like a white belt for five or six years <laughs> now because he he comes in, he goes, comes, goes, comes, goes. Um. If some of our members might be listening, a Cholo Judo, some of you might know, some of you might not. He was going with one of our big Brazilian twin guys. And it was a mixture of one of the twins trying to throw him like on Tomonagi or something. And all I heard, all I heard was like, oh my God. And they're like, oh, God. <laughs> so he landed on him. And I'm just like, oh my God, is he dead? <laughs> I, he, I know he's not dead because he's screaming bloody murder because he like hurt his ribs. And they're like, oh, did he hurt his ribs? Is his ribs broken? He's like, nah, his ribs aren't broken. He's still breathing and not throwing up. He's fine. <laughs> so he, <laughs> That's always fine? my measurement. That's always my measurement if someone's ribs are broken. Are was you he throwing fine? up? Yeah, he's fine. Like he took okay. a few days off. He's okay. But it was like, oh my God, like you just landed on him so hard. It's like, yeah, shit happens. <laughs> That's why you don't do sacrifice throws on beginner. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, especially big ass beginners. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the guy I'm talking about was a blue belt. Um, mm-hmm. I did the stand up with the instructor there, Dave, and he was a black belt, and he knew how to counter all my grips and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he. I I think a lot of people that say that jujitsu people don't do stand up or they just pull guard, they don't like. They, they don't understand there's other way it feels like I'm not, i don't know what i'm talking about by the way but it feels like there are other ways how he can deal with my my takedowns basically mm-hmm. so um yeah he i think at any time if he feel like he was in threat he would just pull guard 
Mm-hmm. And then other times when he feels like he's winning the grips, he would just feel comfortable like just going for a like grab or something mm-hmm. or ankle pick. So yeah. It, it and this was, is that um Seattle, Seattle Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, when I when I do when I do stand up in jujitsu, I don't really try to do judo anyway. I'm trying to go for leg grabs, actually, which is probably why I don't really throw people because I'm like What's the point in me doing judo at, at in a different rule set with a super bent over opponent mm-hmm. and also someone that doesn't really potentially doesn't train stand up very often? I might as well do something that is useful in this rule set that I'm not familiar with, which is like leg grabs. I don't train it that often. So I want that to be part of my game. So I might as well just train leg grabs. Mm-hmm. So I was playing playing into the game. So um yeah, it was fun. It was he smashed me caught me in a bravo choke a couple of times i actually this is one of those chokes where how do you say it i didn't feel like i was passing usually i know when to tap i'm like oh crap i'm getting choked i tapped out but this time Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like i was passing out Mm -hmm. but i knew something felt like wrong it felt like my fight or flight instinct (laughs) came out saying hey Uh hey you need a tap like something was telling me you need a tap (laughs) Something's so I, happening. <laughs> so I tapped and then he let go. And then my vision just went like, like just like narrowed. <laughs> just opened I up. Like, I was like, crap. I, was, I almost like passed out there. I literally almost went unconscious there. So yeah, that was something weird about the choke that he did. I don't know. There's always funny thinking. chokes when there's always funny ones are being choked out or something that got a good grip and you're just like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm asleep. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I never had, I've never had that happen. I've been doing BJJ for four years. She got choked probably thousands of times and never had that kind of choke happen before. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. why, but um, <laughs> yeah. But at that point I was also really careful about my knee because it was already feeling better. And I didn't want to pop my knee again. So mm-hmm. I didn't do a lot of the, the usual sweeps that I do. Um, yeah. All right. So after there, then you went to the oldest judo club mm-hmm. in the United States, Seattle Judo. How's your experience there? Yeah. So just remember, this is back to back. So after we left that place, I went straight. Oh, to, so you didn't take a you didn't take a break. I didn't take a break. No break. There, just literally to just next place. Yeah. Oh, okay. And this this is because at I was originally only planning to visit one. I was going to be like, okay, Travis, you can you go to jujitsu. I'll go to judo. But mm-hmm. they ne- they the Seattle judo place never picked up my phone call or responded mm-hmm. to my email. And <laughs> I was like, maybe it's the same thing as Henzo, like the person who like, I mean, the dojo phone, I have the dojo phone right here. I, I left it at home. I forgot to leave it at the dojo. So I'm like, maybe it's like me. Someone went to travel. Oh, shoot. And <laughs> How many messages did we have while you were gone? I Let me check right now. Actually, I need it. <laughs> phone is starting. Oh my god, you had it turned off. <laughs> I had it turned off because I was I forgot to leave it at the dojo and uh-huh. <laughs> well, no missed calls. Well, I'll oh. find out later when it when it sinks, I'll figure out. <laughs> no but love. um I was thinking might, might as well just show up, right? It was only a 10 minute mm-hmm. drive, 10 minute drive yeah. from jiu-jitsu place to there. What's the worst thing to say? No, you know? Come on. Yeah. So the original plan was I was just gonna drop Travis off and go to the dojo. But once I got there, I'm like, I already have two geese in my bag. I'm like Mm-hmm. all right i'll train and, and i trained then i went to the, the dojo and i was like half dead at that point and then um i showed up and they had a kids class going and then they're like you're a visitor i'm like yeah i've called and they're like oh so that's why the phone was ringing 
Oh my God. The, the <laughs> phone worked. Holy shit. We've been no, that bill. It actually worked. <laughs> it, it was one of the parents. I was like, Oh, the, I, that's why the landline phone is ringing. It never rings. Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're like, Oh, sorry about that. We're going to have to figure out what's going on with the email and the phone and stuff. Cause they had a landline phone and then they had a cell phone and both of them, like I was calling every day for like a week, basically since uh-huh. I was in Portland. <laughs> The office phone just keeps on ringing. I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you should pick it up. <laughs> but, crazy um, idea here. How about let's pick up the phone? Their floors, they just got it redone. Like I checked, I actually looked at their Instagram, saw the pictures. They have the Fuji Springs and they also have mm. these leaves that mm. are like arches. So they, yeah. they're, they are softer than our floors. Oh. Yeah. I don't believe you. Ah, blasphemy. I can't believe you say that. How and, dare you? No, their floors are really nice. Like really, really nice. And um, there was a good amount of beginner adults there too. So mm-hmm. um, it was really fun. Um, actually, at the end of cl- we had to wear masks for this class. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think people recognize me at first, but after the class, they're like, oh, thanks. We had a visitor today. And I was like, saying, hi, my name's Anthony. I'm from Hollywood. Like, thanks for having me. It's really fun. I'm just visiting a town. And then mm-hmm. a, a guy came up to me afterwards and was like, hey, like, I, I, I'd like listen to your podcast. I'm a huge fan. And Oh, yeah, really? Like, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was really cool, like, having that interaction for the first time. What, and what's I, that person's I, name? Give him a shout out now. Do you remember their name? I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. Oh, I met so many people. Wherever you are out there, shout out. Thank you. We, appreciate, we greatly appreciate okay. you. I, I remember the partner I trained with. His name was Dallas. I don't like care about Dallas. Name. I want to care about the guy that remembered us. <laughs> I met. I also met a lot of Daves this trip. Like the guy who, the, the guy who drove me from the uh, from the rental car parking lot to the, the airport's name was Dave, and uh-huh. then the jujitsu coach's name was Dave. Mm-hmm. Um. The guy at Henzo who coached me, his name was Eddie. Uh, yeah, I, I met I met um, a bunch of people this trip. Everyone's really cool. Um, yeah, so there was that. Also, I met the, was it a brother and sister, I think, that came to visit our dojo from Seattle? Oh, they, yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't... Was were it a brother and sister? Or I don't remember. Friend? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know which one it was, but <laughs> they were like... Remember, I'm like... This is like my second session already. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I think I drank that day too, but yeah. Oh was, my God, Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're on vacation. You're on vacation. Yeah, that's why it. I kept telling myself. So <laughs> I was like ready to pass out at that point. And I don't think even it was even like the back-to-back session. It was just the buildup of the whole week of mm-hmm. double training twice a, twice a day. Um going pretty hard kind of stuff and hiking and mm, eating and on drinking a bum knee. <laughs> on a bum knee so that all just like took its toll um but they were like oh yeah we went to hollywood you weren't there i'm like yeah i think i was traveling when you guys visited but i heard about you guys visiting mm-hmm. and then uh someone else came up came by and i had to be on instagram and she's like sorry i can remember her name uh what's her name i won't I, I shouldn't be saying their name on online anyway but <laughs> um they said like, oh, I'm going down to LA in a couple of weeks. I want to like visit and get some recommendations and dojos to train at. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just overall met a lot of cool people. Um, I will say though, 
what I was disappointed about this whole trip was all the dojos I went to was going over Osotogari. <laughs> Oh, the classes. So they're all the Gotti of all basic moves. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because um yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna say it. Um oh my God. when Hold I was on, at, before we before, before we make enemies, before we make enemies. No, 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 no. So it, it, it's at, it's something we talk okay, about all the time. Like we always even at our dojo, like people ask me, they're like, Oh, Sensei Juan said not to do this, do this instead. Mm-hmm. Sensei Eric said to do this, and then Sensei Philippe said to do this, and I'm like just do what they tell you to do in their class. (laughs) And then I say, after that, figure out which one you like best that works for you and then stick Mm -hmm. with it for you. But yeah, I was was like, even me, when I go visit dojos, when someone tells me to do something, it's not the way I do it. I'm going to still do it their way because there might be something you you'd learn. And I did, I did learn something this trip for also to Gotti, mostly on why we do certain things and how to explain certain concepts not Mm -hmm. so much how to do it in particular but um yeah so when i was in bridgetown uh elon who was the head instructor there was like you do not do also i don't want to make this in the comment section into a debate about it but basically (laughs) he was like you you do you don't do also the also the guy at an angle basically Mm -hmm. you're you you do it back like you want to throw them at an angle but you don't go at an angle Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's kind of hard without explaining with video, but I'll just leave it at that. It's, it's mm-hmm. it, the details is not important. The important what's important is what we're discussing about um, p- different clubs saying different things. Mm-hmm. So I told Travis afterwards. I'm like, I really liked how Elon t- taught Osotogari today. Everything made total sense. I learned so many new things. Though I think I kind of disagree with the angle thing because that's how I do, it, and it works perfectly fine for me. Was what I told Travis. Mm-hmm. And then when we went to Seattle uh, dojo, they were like, oh, you want to enter at an angle? <laughs> no, I yeah. was like, yeah, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was just really, uh, really interesting seeing how like within the span of two weeks, like I went to two different dojos and they taught the same throw and there mm-hmm. were like differences in how they taught them. And um, yeah, but it, it, it's just very interesting i don't think any of them were wrong um but it makes me as an instructor to be more I, i'm going to be more mindful of when i say things to not being absolutes right like especially in martial arts there's no absolutes hmm. this oh, is something this, this, I'm, this is something i learned from henzo so it's all like yeah. the henzo gracie place <laughs> I, I i visited it's all going coming together it's like because mm-hmm. someone asked a question i think in a beginner's class is like oh but what happens if they do this like why mm-hmm. it doesn't work if i do this and he's like yeah there's no absolutes Mar- yes. especially in martial arts there's no absolutes but mm-hmm. there's fundamentals you have to know the fundamentals and then there's all these other variations to for different body types for your mm-hmm. body type for other people's body types and also for different situations so mm-hmm. i think that's the, the biggest thing i learned from this trip was how to teach Osotogari in different manners. So yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because this weekend when I was teaching beginners class, uh, one of our instructors from Japan, uh, Sensei Moss, actually is visiting mm-hmm. right now. So it was like great to have him there because I really wanted to get his opinion on one of our moves that we teach, and it's the Seotoshi. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to get his opinion is because I had one of our members that was a yellow belt test for orange belt, and I asked her, okay, well, can you do me? Because that's part of our, our criteria is that Seotoshi's in the orange belt, so you have to be able to do it. And when I asked her to perform it, she was only doing drop seonagi, 
drop the Satoshi, drop Satoshi. She was only doing that. And I said, okay, well, do you know another way of doing it? And she performed it again, like looking at me like, do you know any other ways of doing it? Because there's a way that Sensei Philippe likes Sayotoshi. There's that's a way not that the way I we like teach it though. That I yeah. teach it that way. I do. Yeah. Because I know that's the way that he likes it. That's what he expects. There's a way that Sensei Philippe likes Sayotoshi. There's a way that I like doing Sayotoshi with an Ippon Sayotoshi. And then there's other ways of doing it. Like people like doing drop Sayonagi's or Sayotoshi. People like doing Ippon Sayonagi drops. Uh, Ippon drop the Sayonagi. Yeah. But luckily having. Sensei Moss, I was like, Sensei Moss, what is your opinion on Seotoshi? Can you show me how you do yours? And it's kind of like, it was really cool because it was a mixture. It might be where I got mine from also. Because a mixture of the way that I like to do it and the way that Sensei Philippe likes to do it. Where Philippe comes very sideways and how I come very perpendicular with the person. Moss was like in the middle there, kind of like a f- little bit 45-ish, I'd say. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe 30, 30 degree or angle. We should have a video. With his elbow with his elbow inside and up, like the way how Philippe likes to do it. Mm-hmm. And I like, see, this is another great way of showing it right here. This is half what I do and half what Sensei Philippe does. And this is Sensei Masa's Seotoshi. So it's like one of things where like, you have one move, but so many different ways of doing it, which one's right. See, well, this the one is that's best for you and works for your body type the best. Th- this is my problem with how most places teach techniques, mm-hmm. which is when it comes to throws like these, it, the cracks start to appear more often, like in, in mm-hmm. the way you teach starts to appear. Because when you're doing a sotogari, for example, when I was taught sotogari as a white belt, no one ever told me you have to put all the weight on the reaping leg. Mm-hmm. No one's ever told me that. It's something I had to figure out myself from reading books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, even at even at the, I think at, I'm trying to think, yeah, I think Bridgetown did it, but I don't think some of the other clubs I went to did it. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen Osotogari taught in many places. Like it's the first throws. I, I visited yeah. so many clubs. I'm probably only like 20% of them will say you need to put all the weight on that leg. So most people would be like, this is how you do it. Just go like this, put your foot here, put your hands up here and then throw them. This is what it looks like. Now, now go try. Mm-hmm. That's basically what most <laughs> go do it. <laughs> that's how most people do it. Same thing with Ogoshi. It's like you grab the hip, Turn around, bend your knees, put them on your hip, and then turn, throw them over your hip. Like that's how you do Ogoshi. And this is why it's really important to understand the mechanics because people always like to rag on judo about like, oh, you guys are spending too much time on the names and stuff. Like, yes, there's a overdoing it, but understanding mechanics is important because when you can explain mechanics, then it will explain how to do the throw. And People see Seiwe, I think Seiwe Toshi is one of those techniques where the mechanics are so important that if you don't understand it, then you're going to do it wrong. It's going to turn Mm -hmm. into something else. And that's why people have so much trouble doing Sensei Philippe's version, because I feel like that's a really hard version of doing that. And I don't think it belongs in the orange belt. Um, I I do believe it's a hard one to do. I do as well. I do. That's why it's, it's why I kind of teach the way that I do it, but I also show the way Philippe does it that way. Yeah. I want them. That's why, because like you weren't there last week when I gave the big speech about people asking, this is going on a little tangent now, a little yeah. separate thing of people asking, like they'll ask me to t- test and I'll be like, no, you need to work on this. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask Sensei Eric to test then. Oh, Sensei Eric said no. Okay. I'm going to ask Sensei Anthony. Anthony, will you test me? No. Okay. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go above all of them. I'm going to ask Sensei Philippe to test. And then they do something totally wrong and Philippe, you know how Philippe is. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And and why like, are you guys teaching hey, this way? <laughs> hey, I told them not to do it. I told them not to test, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just, especially Sanatoshi people will just look at it and try and emulate it. But if people look at it in a different angle and think of it as drop, like Otoshi dropping your body waist, dropping your center, your center mass to pull the person down basically and break their posture or balance. And then you're, Throwing them, dragging them over your shoulder, basically. That's Seo Itoshi. So mm-hmm. if people understand that, then I think it will be a lot easier to do it. And the one that Philippe does is a little more advanced, but the ones where you drop to both your knees or one knee demonstrates that mechanic perfectly. So yeah, that's just my, just, just my no, little... It, it, I, it I, it's a, nothing about no, what Philippe. Like, it's nothing about how Philippe is uh, once tested. It's all. It's about how most places teach throws. Is what I'm saying. Is mm-hmm. they don't explain the mechanics. What makes this throw this throw? So, like for example, I think teaching Osoto Gari, Osoto Otoshi, and Osoto Guruma together could be could have value because mm-hmm. you're like, if you do it wrong, it turns to this throw, and why is it different? It looks the same, but if you do Osoto Otoshi, it feels different. Like you teach someone how to do Osoto Otoshi, they're going to be like, oh, this is why Osoto Otoshi is different from Osoto Gari. And that's how you prevent people from like people online saying like, they're all leg sweeps. They all look the same to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think like teaching all these different throws, even though they're not useful, it's in- important to, for people to understand the mechanics and, feel the difference because just seeing it is not enough. You have to feel the difference. Mm-hmm. And you, you sometimes you'll even see the situation and when, when you use it are, is, are different too, especially mm-hmm. when you add in movement and not static, like just doing a standing. Cause I don't think doing a Soto Guruma would be very realistic static, but in movement, it might be more realistic. Movement, it helps out a lot. Yeah. 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 All right. So back to your trip then. So, so let me get this straight. So you went to three BGG gyms and two judo clubs. That's it. I think, I think so. Yeah. Unless you forgot three, something. Okay. So yeah. Three BGG clubs and with, two judo clubs. With all those places you went to, what was the mat fee? Like, was it expensive, so, cheap? Nobody oh, charged okay. me any mat fee. Nobody charged No one me charged you? Nobody charged no me one. mat fee. No one. Not even the BGG clubs. Wow. Really? So the you, only place that was going to charge me was Henzo. Henzo Gracie, uh-huh. but he said the guy there, Eddie, was like only the gym owner has access to the credit card payments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so awesome. and he was like, unless you have cash, and I just remembered, like, because I was walking around downtown and stuff. Yeah, um, we had a couple of close calls by the way at night, so I mm. left all my cash in a different bag. So when I, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I have cash. I, I thought I had like two hundred bucks, and I pulled it out, and I was like, oh, I only have like bucks. five five bucks in cash. So uh-huh. he was like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> yeah. But the main thing about Henzo was there weren't a lot of um high ranking belts there. Not that it matters because they all smashed me anyway. But <laughs> he he was like, We're mostly a no gi gym, is what he told me. A no gi mm-hmm. club. He's like, there's not that many people that train gi. So he told me I'd have to come the next morning to um in the morning class where there's a couple of brown belts and black belts that would would probably be a better fit but um mm-hmm. i went to two whiskey places that night so i didn't wake up the next morning <laughs> <laughs> did you bring any no gi clothes with you bring some rash guards i did i never I, 
Yeah, I never, I never used them. Ah, uh, so. not even to hike. <laughs> no, no, because they had no pockets. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's really cool. So, no one charged you a mat fee. Uh, with the judo places, did they make sure like you're a USJF or USJ member? Did they ask only for Se- stuff? only Seattle judo dojo did? Only Seattle did. Did you have to fill out a waiver then? At least be like, I, I know they made me fill out. Like they made me fill out a waiver. I brought my expired USA judo card because the one I renewed it right before the trip, and didn't the new one didn't come in time. Mm-hmm. So um, they were like, "Oh, we need to see your membership card." So I showed it to them and they're like, "Do you have a non-expired one?" I'm like, "Well, you can't just take my word for it that I renewed it." Like, <laughs> no, it just, I can't. Okay, <laughs> so I had to pull out my USJF. I was like, "I have all three. But USA Judo, they don't send you an email with your membership card. And yeah, form, you, have to, you, you have to you log the PDF, in. Though. You have to log in nope. to get it. You can download the PDF. Like that's you, have I have to my lo- phone. you have to log in to get the PDF. Oh, God. So I didn't, I was like, okay, fine. So I got my USJF and USJA one and showed it to them on my phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, look, see, see. <laughs> yeah. So I showed, I showed it to them and I signed a waiver. And then um, that, that was that. So awesome. So did you enjoy your trip? You have fun? Yeah. I mean, after, after the Seattle dojo was the last place I trained at. And that was on a f- Thursday. So mm-hmm. the next morning, Friday, I could not get, like, I literally could not get out of bed. Like it all hit me at once. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I, my friend was like, come on, let's go hang out. I'm like, I'm not leaving the hotel room. I just I can't, I can't go. Drag me into the bathtub. <laughs> I just like I'm not leaving the hotel room. So they I, I said I need a break. My body needs a break. And people think I'm like just like sleeping or whatever. I'm like literally in bed, like uh like, <laughs> so yeah, like I didn't sleep well because my neck was hurting and my shoulder was, like I would wake up a couple every couple hours from the pain basically. Um because I, I did get neck cranked at uh, one of the BJJ clubs. Um, yeah, so Friday, Friday I'd rested. Saturday I hung out with my friend um, in Seattle the whole day. Uh, we went to Pike Place Market, drank some more, and then Sunday I went back. So <laughs> basically I only had two two days where I didn't train the whole trip. Well, it yeah, sounds like but, all you did was train, drink, and eat. That's all you did. Yeah, that's all I did. <laughs> and, oh, and you hiked one day too. You hiked. And I hiked. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a really fun trip. I really enjoyed it. It makes me realize because I'm like, oh, I can do it. Training two times a day every day almost is fine. I do it at home, but I realized I'm able to take it slower when I'm at my home dojo. But mm-hmm. I feel like I need to go harder when I'm traveling. You know. Well, and when I'm, you're traveling and you're a new guy at dojo, you always just got that, that, uh, just the bulls on your back. You know, you just got a target on you and you're a new guy, whether you're a white belt, black belt, especially yeah. if you're a black belt, when you're a black belt and any martial art and you go visit a place, you just got a target on you. And the worst thing to me is like when I go travel places, for some reason, like I do get to practice at some place. I told you this, maybe because I go to small towns, visit my family. Mm-hmm. So my family all lives in small towns. So I go visit there. Whenever I go my black belt, they're like, oh, you're another black belt. What, what, what degree are you? Oh, I'm a second degree. I'm a third degree. Oh, you're a third Don. W- will you teach class now? Will you teach class? It's like, I wanted to practice, but yeah, I guess. Well, luckily I don't have, I don't have that problem. So yeah. When you go to bigger clubs and stuff, when I go visit my family, they're in small towns and stuff. 
uh, Delano, Manteca, uh, Bakersfield and stuff. So when I go visit these smaller clubs, they're just like, oh yeah, you're black. Hey, you want to, like, I told you a story about one of the places I used to go visit, had a brown belt teaching. When I walked in, his eyes just lit up. He was like, oh, you want to visit? Oh, great. Oh, what belt are you? I'm a, I'm a black belt. Oh my God. Teach us, please, sir. I'm like, so, I don't. <laughs> so throughout this whole trip, the only place where a guy, where a person actively came and correct, made corrections for me was at mm. Henzo's. Mm. The but whole trip. BJJ though. Yeah, I'm 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 talking about other BJJ places too. Oh, really? Like, They're just like, yeah, yeah, let him do what he does. Yeah, that's kind of like, tough too when you visit play or someone other. Yeah. I've told you this before when we have visitor until I like really know like when they're a new member when I really know them they'll be like okay now I know them the more in like I know what they do what they don't do let me help you out now I might suggest this to you or suggest that to you but if someone's visiting it's like hey if that's your style that works for you then you do it man mm-hmm. you do you as they say Philippe doesn't care Philippe I've seen Philippe protect yeah. black like black yeah. belts older <laughs> than him I see like visitor yeah. black belts Philippe go up and like no you need to come over here and do this and that <laughs> I'm just like oh my God, Philippe's corrected another six-year-old. <laughs> yeah, but that's why part of me was like, remember I had the conversation I was like, I kind of wish I still had my brown belt because of the of that. But um, you should have cheated. Should have took the brown belt with you instead. <laughs> I should have, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, but I did learn a few few tricks and a few new things. Um mm-hmm. I have to remember it though. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down, take a I, video. <laughs> I big big no one no one really asked me for tips either. Um mm. So what happened was that at the Seattle Dojo, I forgot what like, we were. This guy sucks. No, Don't I forgot what we were doing. I forgot what we were doing, and um, one 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 of the white belts there was like, "Oh, do I do this? What did I do wrong? Blah blah blah." And then I'm like, "I'm sorry, like it's it's bad etiquette for a visitor. I'm just visiting." I said, "It's a bad mm-hmm. etiquette for visitors to like teach other people's students." Is what I said. Mm-hmm. So. I just left at that. Um, so, but I at I was it at Bridgetown. No, I forgot where I was rendering with someone somewhere. I can't remember where. And I did the my also to the Sasai combo, and mm-hmm. someone did ask me how to do that. And then he tried it. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't go that hard, like because now you got to pull my head all the way back from there to there, and then. Yeah, so they got it in the end. So I did share share some stuff, and um, yeah, I do wish that it was more acceptable to exchange stuff like that. Again, judo, right? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. jujitsu, like I said, in open mats, people exchange this all the time. But judo, I feel like it doesn't happen often. Mm. So, yeah. All right. So that's all your takeaway from your trip. Yeah, but I just enjoy meeting people, and again. It wasn't about I would I didn't want to be like yeah I went there smashed everyone like it wasn't about that I did, the truth is I didn't smash anyone right so um, even if I did or I did I don't I don't even remember it I was hungover so but um it did <laughs> See, that's why you didn't smash anybody because you're smashed yourself that's why no the stuff that it did do was it um, exposed a lot of flaws in my game like because you're you tra- we, this is a common sense like you train with the same people you doge all the time everyone knows each other's games and mm-hmm. it sometimes it gets boring you're like oh i don't want to go with that guy he's stiff arms i don't want to go with that guy he slams me in my head all the time so i'm just gonna like play defensive in this way so he can't do that throw he likes to do on me mm-hmm. like facing on a dojo is like a surprise you don't know what's gonna happen this guy might be a complete douchebag and neck crank you or mm-hmm. 
he might be nice and you might be you might see something you like you want to copy you uh i ask elon like hey i saw you do that sasai to ushimata combo i want you to show me that like it was pretty cool i'm like by the way like i saw how you dealt with that 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 grip because they were so good at grip fighting like i said i asked some had some grip fighting um asked for some grip fighting advice mm -hmm. um yeah it was just overall i saw a lot of improvement i can make because i i feel i feel like the next time if i ever run into a plateau again like feel like i'm plateauing i think i would like go take another trip basically mm -hmm. so i could be like okay i see what i can work on or I see a way forward or I see something I can add to my game. And mm. that's uh that's what I love about judo. Oh, and that's also great. Great I did I like it. I did feel more motivated to maybe go to no gi class in BJJ because I've never been to a no gi class. So I think I want really? to start doing that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I didn't know that. I might start I air, it, it's on Tuesday no and Thursdays. It's hard because I teach oh. kids on Tuesday and then Thursday is my semi rest day, kind of. I do mm -hmm. go to a different judo club, so I might have to go to give up going to that judo club instead and go to no gi BJJ. So I just have to shift. Yeah, I have to shift my priorities around basically. So this trip made me want to shift my priorities around this time to maybe give no gi BJJ a chance. Mm -hmm. Mostly yeah, because, nice. mostly because I think they do a lot more stand up there. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a good sound to me. Like, try your stuff out. Uh, uh, like, um, add more things to your repertoire. Mm -hmm. You know, why not? That's why it's like, that's why I do catch, you know, try different things. I do my old wrestling stuff, try some new catch stuff, do my judo stuff there. So I love going to catch wrestling. I get to do a lot of different things yep. there. <laughs> so, is there anything else you want to talk about your trip or is that it? I'm losing my voice. So, you're losing <laughs> your voice. <laughs> now I'm going to think I have COVID. Like, every time no. I had to say, uh, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't have COVID people, I think. You went on a you, you flew, didn't you, on a flight? Yeah, I wore a mask N95 mask the whole time, both ways. Did you ever get tested before you went on your flight? Mm -mm. No? Nope. All right. So you just wore N95 the entire time yeah. on a little tin can with a bunch of people he doesn't I, know. <laughs> I do plan to wear masks to judo the next couple of weeks. So maybe next week and see. All right. Just in well, case I did catch something, I don't want to spread it. So <laughs> I, I greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Yep. Well, that was today's episode talking about Anthony's judo quest adventure, whatever you want to call it, his uh, vision, vision quest. quest, his judo <laughs> quest, his, um, what would be another, what was, what was those old martial arts shows? He'd be on a, what's the, the human weapon adventure, <laughs> human weapon, <laughs> human weapon was and the other one was fight quest, right? Fight his quest, fight yeah. quest, his, his grapplers <laughs> quest. <laughs> so like always, please like share and subscribe. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at the GRA underscore Juan. You can follow Anthony at Anthony Throws on Instagram. You follow the channel itself on Instagram at the Tommy Talk. You want to follow the channel on YouTube, it's at the Tommy Talk as well. If you want to send us any questions, videos, things you want us to go through, like always, you can send it to us at the Tommy Talk at gmail.com. Anthony, is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, I'm just glad we really did this right as I came back from my trip. Because I, I literally landed today. So while yeah. it's still fresh in my mind, because I'm going to be like, <laughs> What what was that move I said I wanted to learn that I learned that grip break? I don't like <laughs> so now I can look back at the episode and be like, ah oh, yeah, that that's what I was I learned. Yeah. Sotogari, <laughs> not sideways. Oh no, Sotogari forward. No, Sotogari heavy leg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you everybody for watching. Like again, like, share, subscribe. 
We love you guys. Appreciate all the help from all you guys. Appreciate all the love for everybody out there. And whoever was out there in Seattle, Judo, that liked us, we like you too. All right? <laughs> so don't forget to slap the mat.